for downloading the UWA Alumni Podcast. Today we have Eric Isaacson and we're going to be talking today about the history of the UWA Athletics Club, how we both got involved with UWA and studying. So for myself, I'm Chris Hogan. I'm a PhD candidate and I'm affiliated with UWA and the West Australian Institute of Sport. Um, and Eric? I was uh, enrolled in medicine, so I, my first year was 1969 uh, and I completed my medical studies at the end of 1975. Um, I worked in the public, uh, in the hospital system in Western Australia for three years and then three years in the UK and then I came back in 1982 and started in general practice in Scarborough and I remained in that single practice until 2008. So how did you get involved with the UWA Athletics Club from the beginning? I was interested in athletics at school and one of the, uh, the masters was Gary Aitken who was a, an integral member of the University Athletic Club and so I then you joined the club in the summer season before it actually started at uni, so 68-69 uh, was my first season and I competed with the club for 10 years. Yeah, right. So what was your uh, event? While so my event was middle distance, so 4-8 and 1500 and I managed to achieve a half blue in that uh, and then as, as part of my involvement with the club I was club secretary and then on the club committee and delegate from the club to sports council. Before we starting today discussing about your UWA athletics career, um, we're talking about how the McGillivray Oval has changed quite a bit and how UWA as a uni has changed quite a bit as well. Could you delve into that a bit? The, the biggest difference was just the physicality and the size of the, the campus and the number of students. So we knew I had a lot of friends in other faculties apart from medicine and you know I might go to the engineering ball and the econs ball and the arts ball because I had cousins and friends and, and schoolmates that were in those other faculties. Uh, secondly, UWA was the only medical school, so we never sort of have to qualify where we went to medicine. We just say we went to UWA because that, that was it. And McGilvray had a particular interest in us because of the, the grass athletic track there. And also I was the Guild representative on the University Sporting Facilities Committee, and that was one of their prime projects to look after. And during my time on that committee, not personally, but the, the change rooms were built on the eastern side of McGilvray Oval. The grass tennis courts that used to be adjacent to the Guild Rec building and that were, were transferred out to McGilvray. And later on, uh, the, the synthetic fields were done for, for hockey. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a very significant change over those years. Yeah, and UWA Athletics, or the McGilvray Oval, is still considered one of the best athletics grass tracks in Australia. Would you still think that's correct? Yes, I, I'm sure that is the case. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's in no, small in no small part due to the, to the interest that, that the athletes show in looking after that facility. It's one where there's a very close affinity between the users, the athletes, and the facility itself. Um, and that would be closer than, say, the soccer club where they could basically use any other part of McGilvray. Mm. We're confined to where we are. We've always been very protective of not wearing out the inner lanes, um, often to uh, some people's dismay, but we've managed to do that. Uh, and we've also managed to use those facilities to, uh, to host inter-varsity athletic competitions in the past. So I've definitely competed and, and trained on McGilvray Oval myself uh, as a javelin thrower. Um, so I'm not sure how much the gardeners like me <laughs> throwing the javelins around, around the place. Uh, maybe it air aerates the grass but <laughs> I personally find that the, the grass track there is, is really awesome for training um, 
Yeah, so I've done co- competitions such as the Big Six. Were you ever involved in that? Uh, no, that happened after my time. I've been involved as a uh, observer, if you like, and trying to promote that through the Friends of UWA Athletics, of, uh, of which group I'm the chairman. It's been an advantage for us to have the openness and the connection with the environment that's there and it promotes a very friendly and welcoming atmosphere, particularly these days where you have the association with the, or the co-location, if you like, with the Little Athletics Centre. There's definitely a lot of UWA Little Athletics, or athletes, I should say. Um, on, on Saturday when I drive past, there's so many kids there. It's really great to see that involvement there. And I didn't personally join UWA Little Athletics Club. I was with a separate club, but joined as a senior. So I think you can join the senior club um, when you're about... 14 years old at the time um, and I remember joining one of the main reasons joining for me uh, was actually the colour of the uniform that was something that I <laughs> something that I really liked and um, made my decision for me so yeah just started joining with the UW Athletics Club and competing for them so I've competed them for quite a while now. Um, so, so what kindled your interest in athletics in the first place? Well I was seven when I first started so did little athletics and uh, joined with one of my friends from school. Um, at the time, I was doing a number of different sports, but thought I'd try it out. And yeah, at that stage, you use the turbo javelins. So obviously not as big as the 800 gram spears that we throw now. But at the time, I found that that event was my favorite and just, yeah, continued with it and have pretty much been going since. So, And which club was your, was uh, had the loss when, when you were our gain? So I was with Kingsway uh, Little Athletics Club. Um, and Woodvale Centre. So I was with them for actually about 10 years um, as a junior athlete or youth and then joined the senior club um, kind of at, this, at, a, at the age of 14. So I was kind of both clubs, one as a little athlete and one as a senior. Once yeah. I transitioned out of the little athletics club, I just stayed with UWA. Yes, no, the reason I brought that up is because it, at various stages, particularly in the 60s and 70s, the State Athletic Association tried to remove UWA from, from the athletic scene because they wanted all the clubs to be district-based. And we said, well, UWA is a district in itself, but it's not a geographic district. Right. Uh, and fortunately, we had some supporters and past athletes on the State Association and that uh, that move never came to fruition, but it caused a lot of angst. And uh, the association tried it over two or three times over about ten to fifteen years. Right. I know recently, well, recently in the terms of um, probably five or six years, that Perry Lakes actually became UWA Athletics Club from memory. Is that correct? Uh, it would be the Little Athletics. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And they all joined together to make one um, one big club. Yeah. I know the Little Athletics Club in particular is different to many of the other Little Athletics Club clubs in that they don't have yeah the, the different centres or different clubs within the centre. As I mentioned, I was with Kingsway but with Woodvale Little Athletics Club. So how do you find that with UWA having that difference is there anything? I, I don't think there's any any particular reason. The 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 one thing that having smaller a centre is one thing, but provided you can cope with it organisationally, I don't think it matters that you don't have the clubs themselves. Um, that what the clubs help you to do is just from an organisational structure, you've got a people that you have affinity with that you can know. And so that when you have a problem, you know who to go and see. And, and I would compare that with uh, the Orienteering Association, of which I was the founding president in, in 1974. We started off as a state association, and then as the, we grew to a size where we said, no, we will now have the clubs. 
because it gave, and for us it was a geographic focus, so we had north, south, east and west of the city. But it gave us a focal point and, and for organisation of events and social uh, social occasions as well. So you obviously sound like you had quite a lot of involvement with UWA Athletics Club. How did you find putting that together with your medicine degree? During my undergraduate days, I not necessarily all that successfully, I had a lot of involvement with, I was a club delegate to Sports Council and I was Vice President of the Sports Council and, and on other committees. Uh, and I actually ended up, I didn't balance the load well, so which is why I had to repeat the year. Um, subsequently, that I was able to manage that. I worked in general practice and I always had a couple of half days a week off. So that meant I could do other things and I could organise them. They weren't time dependent, so I could do something for athletic administration on a, on a Tuesday afternoon if I was free without them trying to interrupt my day. And I'd always been keen to have some, whilst I definitely enjoyed my medical practice, I always liked to have some outside involvement because whilst general practice looks as if you're interfacing with a lot of people, you're interfacing with a lot of patients, but you're not actually interfacing much with your colleagues day to day uh, within the medical practice. You consult in your room, they consult in their room. And by having outside organisations, you meet different style of people, you have uh, different experiences, uh, and there's some degree of superficiality in what the conversation that you have with a patient across the consulting desk. So with your athletics involvement, do you have many people that come in with um, athletic injuries and you can treat them better in a regard? Not not in downtown Scarborough, not a lot. <laughs> uh, the one thing we were quite uh, skilled at was uh, was dealing with surfing-related injuries because we were the closest practice to Scarborough Beach. Hopefully not so, shark uh, So <laughs> not shark, no, but certainly a, a couple of uh, quite nasty surfboard fin, in, fin injuries and... We became reasonably proficient at putting back in dislocated shoulders. Wow. That's something, um, going along the injury aspect, that was something that I've had to deal with in my athletics career with yeah, multiple injuries and things like that. So um, I can imagine the same with middle distance running. It's that constant impact. How did you find injuries when you were competing as an athlete? Didn't find it very... We weren't... wasn't a great bane of, for us as, as middle distance athletes. But interesting you're saying about the connection because Duncan Sullivan was a university athlete and is now you know, a sports, sports medicine doctor. So there, there, there has been a cross link across to, to sport from, from the athletic club. So Eric, we have the UWA Gala coming up now and that's the 90th anniversary of the UWA Athletics Club. Can you tell us more about that? Yes, yeah, certainly. We've been, uh, that's an event which is organised by the athletic club itself with the support of the Friends. Uh, it's an occasion for the club to present its annual awards, which is what we'd normally do at, a, at an annual dinner, and for the club to celebrate 90 years of its existence. So it was formed in 1928, and in fact its AGM was held about a fortnight or three weeks before the initial AGM of the WA Athletic As Association in general. And we are in actual fact the only founding club which is still in existence. All the other clubs that help form the state association uh, no longer no longer exist. It, it's meant that it's you can get in touch with some of the very senior members of the club. Um, Molly Denham, who, whose maiden name is Molly Perkins, uh, was secretary and treasurer of the club in 1942-43. And so if you try to work the maths of that, she's certainly in her late latter half of her 90s. Uh, she was a celebrated uh, administrator at Kent Street High School and helped initiate their 
Fair School of Aeronautics, and in fact she first acquired her own wings in when she was age 58. So there, there are long histories with that. Over that period of time, we have uh, a number of life members. There's 15 life members. Now that's not a lot for 90 years. Yeah. Um, when you think about it. And the most recent of those were uh, Kylie Wheeler, who was well known for her sporting career, yep. and, and Jim Wheeland, who was a talented athlete in the 1960s and wrote uh, the club's history, which was published in 2012. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's an event, and, and really what the interest of the Friends is, is almost that it's a forerunner for the centenary. There are a group of about 20, 25 of us that went to the 50th anniversary which was held in the old university house and we're looking forward to surviving another 10 years (laughs) (laughs) Uh, to be present at the centenary and I don't apart from one or two exceptions we haven't lost any more we've there's been no early deaths in that in that core group it was very uh, rich and vast history with the UWA Athletics Club how does it compare to the other clubs at UWA are we one of the uh, one of the oldest you, we're going to be one of the oldest. Um, the boat club is certainly centen- celebrating its centenary next year. The football club has a long history. I would think cricket does as well, um, particularly. But I haven't. I've certainly, when when I'm looking at the old athletic photos um, for University Sports Days, which were held, well, what is, you know, on on James Oval, there are other events being held there, particularly the. Uh, the cricket and the athletics, and in fact, the first athletic competition was held in 1918. Uh, that was actually a university sports day, um, and university at that stage was in Newman Street in Perth, not not on campus here. Well, wow. so was there many competitions actually competed at UWA, or was it mainly at uh, McGilvray Oval? There were competitions at James Oval, but in the 1930s. Okay. Um, no, it's been McGill. I mean, it, and then because they were only local ones. Oh, actually, they were state ones run by the State Association. Uh, State Association also competed at Wacker and at Leaderville Oval and then eventually at Perry Lakes in 1962 with the Com Games. And you were telling me before that there was sheep walking around back in the day. McGilvray certainly were in the, in the 60s. Uh, there were some sheep yards there and, and uh, they provided a little bit of competition for us. <laughs> Cruz, in terms of the segue into the Commonwealth Games, did you have ambitions in terms of competing this year? Yeah, I did. So uh, the goal was always to try and get ready for the Commonwealth Games and try and qualify and uh, make the team. So that was the goal initially. So I had quite a big setback in July last year. So I had a uh, grade three rupture of my MCL in my knee. So it was both the proximal and distal portions of of the MCL. Um, And that was actually a pretty unfortunate event at the time because it actually happened um, in front of four different cameras um, on the Today Tonight show. <laughs> that, and they were actually interviewing me about um, doing my PhD um, and competing and also about my return from injury of my elbow after having two elbow surgeries. So it was, it's a story to tell, but um, at the time it was a pretty big event for me. Um, and coming back from that was quite difficult, um, not only physically but mentally. So it was quite good um, after... I guess doing the knee, having the PhD to sort of shift my focus. So it allowed me to take away my thought about whether I'd be returning to the sport um, and can just, yeah, put the focus in that other basket, I guess. And for this season in particular, it's actually been uh, one of the best seasons I've ever had, which is really good. Um, so I've managed to come back really well from, 
from the injury. I didn't have to have surgery, which was quite good. So the MCL of the knee is probably one of the best ligaments if you had to do one um, because of how well it does rehab without surgery. And going forward, training and competitions was going really well. So I managed to throw uh, the B qualifier for the Commonwealth Games um, over 16 times during the year and managed to place third at nationals as well. So there was a couple of boxes ticked there. So there was trying to get a medal at at nationals and also getting the the qualifier. Um, Just unfortunate not to be selected at the end of the day, so. And and what are your ambitions, uh, your goals in terms of your sports science and your PhD? Doing the PhD has really facilitated a good environment for both my training and also studies. So I've always, always thought that I need to back up what I'm doing with my sport with some professional career and obviously I know that jab's not going to be sustaining me for the whole duration of my (laughs) life especially considering the injuries and things like that that I've had so uh, the PhD is something that I thought would be uh, awesome to have behind me it's come to a stage now in elite sport where you basically will need to have a PhD uh, to get into that environment an elite sporting environment from a physiology uh, and performance background so for me the decision to go down that path was a hard one but it was easy when I think back to okay this will really set me up for my career and I, this is exactly what I want to work with uh, elite athletes and yeah that's always what I've been interested in. Yeah so that sounds like a career in uh, dealing with sports academies and, and organizations like WACE. Yep so my project is affiliated with WACE and UWA. It's pretty cool being able to train downstairs have you been to the Institute of Sport before? Yes, I have. Yep. yep. So we have the downstairs part, which is primarily athlete-based. So the gym and everything is down there, the recovery centres. So in the mornings, I'll be down there training, and then I'll make my way upstairs and basically go to my desk and do some PhD work. So uh, it's really cool having that two, um, I guess, deviations of, of what I'm doing uh, at WACE, having the training and also the uh, the PhD life, um, yeah, it's really cool having yeah, for the both environment, both of those environments. And what would you be saying to a to a ten, eleven, twelve year old as to why they should be involved with athletics? Oh, just it's one of those sports where you can really span out and go into any sport you like. First of all, um, I mean, I'd like them to keep into athletics myself, but I think you get so many good fundamental movement skills from athletics. You can just pick out the kids who have done athletics, especially if you look at the AFL, like Chris Marston, Jack Darling, they all did athletics and they had that athletics background. As a thrower, I'm always going to be biased to the throwing events, so I'll always um, try and push little athletes into that environment. I guess when parents think about the injury risks involved with the sport, it's obviously a big thing to think about, but if you're doing the right things and you're slowly progressing, I think that... um, Doing athletics really provides a a great atmosphere, great friendship among all the athletes as well. And for me, it's I'm always going to remember my athletic career. I think it's something that's really been a significant impact in in my life. Yes, and and, and interestingly, from a a very uh, personal point of view, if you look at the representation of athletes uh, from individual sports, I mean athletes with a small a, compared with team sports, it's a bit easier to, to reach a standard in terms of Blues awards and an IV representation that is to be in the in the top hockey team or the, the, the first 18 to represent UWA. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was lucky enough to get a UWA a full blue as well for athletics. Um, and I think that that history is, I really value. Um, I think that 
having a club that's 90 years old is really cool to be a part of. So um, I think you've done really well to set that up when you're um, back in the club and doing all your involvement. being Chairman. Chairman. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and if you're wondering when the... Uh the 90th gala event is it's on Saturday the 5th of May so it's, it's really close by thank you for downloading today's episode hope you enjoyed it are you interested in volunteering UW provides you the opportunity to mentor a student organise a reunion or even help at a graduation visit our website and find out how you can make a difference today <laughs>